Bring it. Hello, once again, a huge welcome to the lovely listeners. This is Feed for Thought with me, Ben Simmons, and my ever-esteemed colleague, me, Martin Hill. We're both here once again, ready to talk to you about... Oh, both of us are here. I'm glad yes. you... <laughs> I, I thought the it. introductions might have done that for you, to be honest, but you yeah, want to specify, both of us are definitely here. <laughs> that wasn't a recording of my voice, I'm definitely here, as yeah. is Ben, yes. ready for all of you that don't accept statements one time, I felt the need to make it another time. Yeah. So yes, yes. And here's a here's a bizarre question: but Where is here? That is Are a good you point. Here, it's on the uh, the internet, on the podcast, on the radio airwaves. However you're listening, we're here. Because ironically, I say here, we're not both in the same place. Thanks to the wonders of the internet, we're able to do this whilst observing social distancing and being in our own homes yeah so when you said we're both here what you said meant to say is you're there and he's there and then that really narrows it down for everyone because now they know that we're not together but we are there i feel like that was a a really good introduction that was uh that has spiraled out of control early on. Yeah, yeah, I totally admit I just shat right all over your <laughs> intro there. I do apologise. Don't know what's wrong with me. It just don't threw put, me. Don't you feel the need to apologise. It's fine. It's fine. Hello, but hello. We're both here. Yay. We may discuss during the course of the next hour or so some things that make you chuckle, chortle, but equally, we may discuss on this particular edition some things that make you recoil in horror. Because this is our podcast all about phobias. Yeah, and we may discuss things that make you go, hmm. <laughs> we may. Hmm. Actually, well, in a weird way, we could, because I don't know if it comes as a phobia, but I know something about you that's vaguely related to going, hmm, because you have a thing of w- weird thing about putting wooden utensils in your mouth or something. Don't you hate that? I don't know if it counts as a phobia. Uh, I do, and let's get into it now. I wasn't yeah. expecting to get into it early like that. I, I wasn't, to be honest. I should have seen that coming, and it's <laughs> making me cringe right now because you put the thought in my head. And I'm sorry, didn't. I can see I that should... look on your face. It's a shame it's a podcast because yeah. I can see a video right now, and Martin's not happy. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely should have seen that being brought up, and, uh, and it didn't. Well, but, let me yeah, tell you, that um, is. During yeah. my re- during my research for this, I had to encounter something I and I never used to really think of it as a phobia. Making my teeth itch. <laughs> it's literally making my teeth itch. Right? I never thought oh. this badly was a particular phobia, but as I've gone through life, I'm like, it is the thing I really don't want to come anywhere near. I I am terrified of, and I've had to whilst researching something see images that made me upset. Anyway, before we get onto that. Let's deal with our regular feature that I know people are excited about. Ben's brilliant brain and marvellous Martin's memories or whatever they're officially called. Yeah, I think they change, <laughs> I think they change weekly. Yeah, I think they do. But uh, you'll, you'll like this one if you um, aren't arachnophobic, which I believe I am. Um, I studied Greek at university and I can tell you that phobia comes from the word phobos in Greek, which means fear. But anyway, that wasn't my brilliant brain. The thing is, um, the biggest spider that exists anywhere in the world is called the Goliath bird eating spider. So that tells you something. It's big enough to eat birds. And it ha- the world record one that's ever been found has a leg span of 28 centimetres. Shut you th- the front door. If you think of an old kind of school ruler, they were 30 centimetres. It's basic leg span is that. Is that they, it's it can't on- be a full-on fat leg, though. It must be like a daddy long leg or something. No, no, it's like a full-on, looks like a tarantula, that sort of thing. It's got a huge body and these massive protruding legs and big enough to eat birds like the size of I mean, uh, I'm, sparrows. I'm not, I'm not Googling it because I refuse to look at it, but <clears> I... Uh, <clears throat> that is a big spider. It I mean, really if you is. came home and saw one of them in your bath, 
<laughs> Unfortunately, I think they only exist in the Amazon or something or various uh, humid parts of Brazil or something like that. So I'm not ever going there. That's all I'm going to say. Everything's in the Amazon, isn't it? Yeah. In the, on the internet as well. So, uh, yeah. Have, have you got any interesting things to share with us about your memories? It's difficult uh, with phobias uh, to have dates. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I, it's not linked to phobias, really. It's just um, I, I, I keep trying to do the old 100 years, 50 years thing. It's not panned out well for me this year. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> uh, but there was just a couple of things. In the research of 1921, I just keep finding little bits that that, that fascinate me. Okay. And in, in 1921, one of the biggest things that happened uh, around April time um was uh, the creation of Northern Ireland. Oh, right. Which, yeah, so that's, it's weird to think, like Northern Ireland as its own territory is, is only about 100 years old. I did not realise it was only that recent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, th- I was expecting it to be older, but yeah. So it came from the Government of Ireland Act, 1920. They created this uh, Northern Ireland as a region. Obviously, when I say created, it existed before... <laughs> Yeah, but, <laughs> but they it had that border put across. Yeah, it that. wasn't it wasn't named then, and uh, just a little tidbit that uh, f- for myself, which I was surprised to see in 1921, was that um, the FA Cup winners in 1921, yeah, was good old Huddersfield Town. Wow, okay, which is my hometown. Yeah, where yeah, I'm yeah. From. No, so never... I was quite pleased to see that. I didn't really find out for 1971. I got to that was two things, and I thought they'll do. <laughs> I've never thought of you as a huge football fan, um, but were you in any way excited when Huddersfield recently got back into the Premier League two or three years ago? Yeah, they went through a spell a while ago, uh, and ironically, was it 2013 or something like that? They went through, like, I think, a whole season without losing a game, and they, that's when they got promoted and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think it sticks in my head because of the th- I think I'm right in saying that I'm not a massive football fan. So any diehards out there who think got this wrong, fair enough. I'm 90% of 2013 onwards because it was the year after my dad passed. And right. my dad was a big, big Huddersfield Town football oh, right. fan. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, he, he loved football and he supported uh, Huddersfield Town. And that's probably one area in life, actually, one of many, who am I kidding, where I let the old man down because I just was never a, I was never a football uh, right. person yeah, yeah. myself but uh, I think he would have loved to have, have for me to be involved and, and go uh, and something we could have shared but yeah it's just uh, I was just like I just feel t- it's just it's weird for me because in you know in my lifespan Huddersfield Town have always been regarded as the lowest of the low I think uh, <laughs> it's probably not fair I don't know but <laughs> They've never yeah. been great. I think it was a little bit more recent they got back to the Premier League, but they stayed there for two or three years. It might have been about 2016, and I think they got relegated again 2019, something like that. But they've stayed in the second tier of it since then. Um, yes, yeah. I mean, it's weird. Although, ironically, relegated in 1921 was Manchester United. <laughs> Unbelievable, yeah. Wow. How the tides have turned. <laughs> yeah, bloody hell. Yeah, it's weird to think of those when football was sort of first start. I say first starting. I think leagues were first formed in like the eighteen nineties and things, and their first FA Cups played before that. But you know, when it was all kind of in its infancy, early nineteen hundreds, the teams that are bit big now were nowhere near then and didn't even exist then. And teams that won everything then don't do anything like as well now. It's funny how. Over well, time yeah, I don't changed. think there was there wouldn't have been as many. Would there? So, I mean, it's all very well Huddersfield being FA Cup winners then, but yeah. there was probably only about three teams in it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I th- I've got so. this, it's weird because we're not really talking about the subject, but it's interesting. I'm sure one of the first ever football teams formed in England was called just Wanderers. And they're like, that's really not specific enough. <laughs> Where are you from? Where do you play? <laughs> what do you represent? They're just Wanderers. Because now you have Wolverhampton Wanderers, Bolton Wanderers, various teams get called Wanderers. I don't know why there was just one called Only Wanderers, but I haven't looked into that at all. So uh, do you reckon Wanderers instigated the the future of uh, 
football name called? Why one? Is it because there was just people from different walks of life coming in? I would imagine it must be to do with that. They all came from various places to come together and form a team. I, I, I don't know enough about it. There's probably people far more interested in football than us looking at looking at this and listening to this now going that's not well, you're right. you're quite a big footy fan though aren't you yeah 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 but i don't know enough about sort of early history of it i don't know why that like i find it interesting that arsenal as they're called now were originally royal arsenal and were originally called something totally different and all it was to do with weaponry and the storage of weaponry where they were based was it? and stuff like that yeah well hey I, I'm happy for that to be a future podcast topic, Ben, if you want it to be. I will happily, few for thought it, you yeah. give me all the reasons why football's this, this and that, and, and I will happily sit here and tell you why it's all useless. <laughs> well, okay, um, I mean, we have got a, a waste a, of time. We have got Yeah, I'm not for, saying next week, Mike. No, but in, in the coming weeks, that'll be a good one, yeah. That'll be one we can... Because I am a fervent football fan and admirer and bothers me frequently on a regular basis, everything that's going on. Um, right. Let's get back to phobias. Let's deal with... Let's my... get back to them. Let's get into it. Yes. Actually, right. Ben, I've got a phobia about getting back into phobias, so I don't really want to... <laughs> I think there is a phobia... I think it's going to make me... Of phobia. There is a phobia of phobia. Yeah. yeah. For phobiophobia. Yeah, I think you're phobiophobic, right. Phobiophobic, something like that. Before we get to um, that, though, I'd like to come to terms with mine, which I alluded to in the fact I do have a problem with spiders. And I don't really know why. The earliest memory of being afraid of them, I can remember being relatively old. I think I was about 11 or 12 and I was going to be in a school play and they asked us if we could source any costumes from home. And I asked my dad if I could borrow any jackets of his. And he went, just have a look in my wardrobe and see if there's anything you want. And I went in this wardrobe to a part of it. He obviously hadn't been for a long time. And he had a big spider costume. (laughs) And it scarred you for life. I found this quite smart jacket, which I put on looked down and on the lapel of the jacket was a huge dead spider, but like a house spider, but quite easily the size of half the palm of your hand. And I went, oh, my God. And because I was wearing the jacket and I didn't want to touch the spider and brush it away because I wasn't sure it was dead, I had to sort of take the jacket off while screaming about it and hating it. That's one of my earliest memories of having one near me and hating it. And I must have as a kid seen them and run away from them and not liked them but even now anything bigger it's weird because i can have a money spider on my hand and kind of think oh that's cute anything bigger than that like the size of a 5p and above i don't want it anywhere near me and i don't right well this is the thing uh one spiders are never cute so (laughs) yeah you can quit that nonsense (laughs) but there is a difference and, and i would sort of put it to you benjamin that you don't have a phobia okay right I would say it's more of a fear. And yeah. there's a big confusion that people confuse fear and phobias together. Yeah, sure. Because phobia um, is, is causing certain reactions and sort of extreme reactions, isn't it? I mean, I don't know enough about the actual definition of a phobia. I've done a lot <clears throat> before this podcast looking at interesting and unusual phobias, but I don't know enough about what makes something actually be a phobia rather than a fear. Well, I think if you um, were quite like if 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 you saw a spider and it made you like a little bit wobbly, I suppose, or uh, you know makes your teeth itch, as I call it, when you get yeah. that weird tingly feeling, you think, then I'd say that you just don't like like you've got a bit of a fear of spiders. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. if you'll happily look at one on the internet, so. Um, I think a phobia is something that literally just you can't deal with it. Like it's something that you you can't even get your head round to say I, I can look at this or I can accept that this is there or yeah yeah um, uh, anything like that. So I think a phobia is full on. Uh, even my thing with my teeth. Yeah, I don't know. In fact. I don't even know how to quantify what that is to say whether it is a phob. I know it's a mental state in that my head goes to. Yeah. But I don't know what it is. I don't think it's a phobia of teeth yeah, or a yeah, phobia yeah. of wood. It must be that certain texture and the sort of feeling of it in your 
the feeling yeah i i've had a th- i can remember this thing and if i think about this sensation i'm sorry because it's probably going to make you really uncomfortable but we no, had we had I've a dealt mug. with it now i just i just i'm yeah. annoyed i wasn't prepared for it <laughs> we had my we had a mug when i was growing up in my mum and dad's cupboard that was made of a certain kind of porcelain or something and if you sort of scratched your teeth along it it made this weird scrunching noise and if i think about that noise now it makes sort of the hairs on the back of my neck stand and then it makes me sort of shudder and it's maybe it's something similar with that when you have like if you have a wooden fork or something for chips or something you can't deal with that is it the same with lolly sticks and stuff like that you can't deal with that yeah if there's uh uh if a nice lolly on a wooden stick, I wouldn't go near. Right. Um, right. Even like uh, the only sort of lolly I ever had as a kid <clears throat> was the, um, you probably don't have them now, I don't know, but the the chupa chup ones. Oh, right. Was yeah, yeah. On a plastic stick. Yes, yeah. They're probably not allowed now. But other ones like your drumsticks, do you remember your drumsticks as well? Yeah. They're I on do. like a. Uh, almost a paper mache. Oh stick. yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, invariably, you should just come off with the sweet. It was just the most pointless thing in the world, anyway. <laughs> but I couldn't go near them. Like I couldn't have that texture uh, against my teeth. Right. And like yeah. people, people. One thing that winds me up the most, not as much now. There's there's two things that used to really grind my gears when uh, I used to make my hair stand up and literally make my teeth itch yeah is to people when smoking was a big thing back in the day who held a cigarette between the teeth like they'd take it out the packet and they'd hold it oh there. yeah like, yeah yeah i couldn't do with it it used to literally make me gag what seeing, like, honestly, seeing not you trying to do it yourself seeing someone else do i it. couldn't do it myself there's no way if you no, no, if no, i but... had an acting gig yeah. And they said, right, you got a million pounds an episode. You're on Friends, million pounds an episode, but you've got to hold this fag in your teeth. I would struggle. I would literally stand there going, can I bring myself to do wow. that? I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. But equally, the, the most common thing other than that growing up was people who took the gloves off with the teeth. Oh, right, or, yeah. Or, or, or the clothing, an item of clothing. So they'd put like a scarf or they'd chew it. Yeah, yeah, Kids yeah. do it. Kids chew clothing. Yeah. And, I, and I'm like, my nephews will do it and it'll send me crazy. So just and, watching someone else do it is enough to make you feel really bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just thinking about it makes me go yeah. mental. Like, yeah. It makes my, my teeth itch, everything like that. And like, but there's certain things like, like my, my nephew, um, Alex, seems to put anything in his mouth wherever it goes. But I'm always conscious when I'm with him. I'm usually with my sister at the same time. Or like yeah. if it was me and him on his own, I'd be like, "Get that out!" <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. I would never hit my nephew. That is uh, not true. That but yeah, it's it's just something that. So I tend to be more. And also, I have found. And again, I'm not 100% classing this as a phobia because I don't. I genuinely don't know. I, I, I'd have to, uh, in fact, while I'm chatting, you can Google the definition of phobia because I would be interested to know what the exact definition is. Okay, I will. But um, what was I going to say? The, the issue with things like this is as well, if you're in a public place and something happens that triggers you, yeah, you suddenly find you spend the next 20 minutes to an hour of your life discussing that problem <laughs> like people will twig onto it and go oh what's wrong why are you doing that and then you try and explain oh but that's a weird and you go through this whole process of now it's in my mind and yeah I don't want yeah, it yeah. My, and that's i want it out of my mind <laughs> yeah and yeah, you just yeah. kind of so i find personally to try and find ways of dealing with it myself i'll just like all right like you saw me pull that face i'll be like yeah okay or i will rub my teeth with my nail because my nail is smooth, so okay. I'll sometimes yeah, yeah, do yeah. that. So if I am anxious about anything, that's I, sort of I will. Yeah. <clears throat> just, just to interrupt while you're there, I did do it. It just very yeah. simply says a phobia is an extreme or irrational fear of or aversion to something. So it's a particularly extreme or irrational fear of that thing. So, I yeah, I guess. 
you've seen me be able to cope with spiders in my presence because we did a job together where <clears throat> they were about. So I guess it is, I do have well, a fear of them, but I wouldn't say... I think when your manhood was in question. <laughs> <laughs> but I can, so, yeah. With spiders, I can get them under a glass, put a bit of card under it and stuff. But equally, when it gets to a certain level... I remember one time our cat was sort of playing with a spider and half killed it. And I sort of didn't know if it was dead or not. Got the cat to go away, put a glass over it. And it was so big. I was like, if it, if it moves, I'm going to sort of recoil and I don't know how to get rid of it. And it took me about half hour to just pick this thing up. There was, (laughs) there were two things with spiders that have really sort of freaked me out in my adulthood. One time, and this is only about, seven years ago in our old house we had um we had a flat i say old house it was a flat but we had a shared garden area so we each had a little recess that was kind of like a shed but it didn't have a door and there was a, these piles of leaves outside that i was about to sweep up and i looked down at what i thought was a dry brown leaf and when i looked down a bit more i was like oh my god it's not it's a dead spider and it was a garden spider that was like that upside down typical dead spider thing and as i was looking at it it flipped itself over literally sort of jumped and flipped itself over and ran Uh, into the shadows i was like yeah oh my god what what is it about them that scares so many people yeah i don't know i think because 90 percent of them do nothing yeah, they, exactly. They don't, they don't even bite you. And if you think about the size of them relative to the size of us, yeah, it's, it's an odd thing. Th- it is to be very scared bizarre. Of. Yeah, because really, but the thing I don't like is it's something to do with the way they move, and it's something to I don't like. I don't want to feel. I don't want the weight of one. I don't want to feel there's one on me. I, th- I can't explain why, but for instance, pe- some people I know just would step on a spider and ca- I hate the idea of killing them. And I hate the idea of if you would feel it as you trod on it, I would hate that. Yeah, no, I don't like, I don't like the idea of killing them. I have a spider catcher, so I have one yeah, I have. push the button and it, it opens up and yeah, you yeah, pick yeah. it up and you're taking it out. And then you just dump it outside. I do, similar to your story, remember a story someone once told me about how they were cooking uh in the kitchen uh, one day and they were just like fried mushrooms or something. Yeah. And they're stirring it around the bed and a mushroom dropped on the floor. Yeah. And, you know, two second rule, went down to pick it up, slipped it in the mouth and it was a, <laughs> it, it, it was a slug. Oh my God. Oh, that is horrible. Yeah, that's a grim story. That one, yeah. <laughs> That I tell you what, when I watch I'm a celebrity and they have all those levels of bugs and stuff, and now they've got to this thing. I think they've changed that. I think there's one series where they were live and I literally had to go out the room where they made them have to do a challenge where they had to hold a spider in their mouth and then let it out again. And but they did it with a dead one as well. I was like, oh my god, that's literally one of the worst things I could ever imagine. Uh, if I ever became famous, <clears throat> and then they offered me that program and said, "Here's two hundred fifty thousand pounds if you appear on this," just because of the chance of being exposed to that, I could never ever do it. I was there's just yeah. no way. That thing we have to eat stuff, and it's all. Well, I, I I also like our levels of. Um comparison there like i said i'd have to be on friends earning a million pounds an episode <laughs> yeah. and you said you'd be quite happily thinking <laughs> 250 grand's a bit uh, that's, no, that's an eye amount that if they offered it... me that i'd consider eating a spider <laughs> no but equally i think we were quite realistic there because you know that the actors for friends were getting that and i'd know that the people and i'm a celebrity there's no way they'd offer a million pounds an episode you know it's probably far less they pay i don't know what they get well yeah because the people on that show are literally not celebrities anymore yeah i know that's the only shame of it now there's a few people you've heard of and then it's like sorry who's that oh that's someone i've never really to be honest i'll i'll tell i don't think i've watched one episode of that all the way through i've seen bits because people have always said look at this video someone's trying to eat a camel penis or something (laughs) and i'll be like that's entertainment is it yeah that's what we're doing now yeah, I, I, I used to think that about Gogglebox. I used to think we're watching people watch TV. Yeah. When now, actually... what kind of level have we got to? When but I actually... have to say, I'm a bit of a fan of it now. Well, I've never, again, I'm 
like you with I'm a Celebrity, I've never watched the whole thing of Gogglebox. I've seen clips of it. But if you just explain the concept, how that got greenlit in the first place, I have no idea. Yet we'll have cameras behind people's TVs and we're, they're in various places in the country, various family units, friend units, whatever, and we'll film them watching programmes and their reaction to it. But how far down the chain could you go? That sounds good. You actually made it sound good. <laughs> <laughs> like, watching real people watch stuff is, is, I think, the premise of it. Really. But you could get more and more sort of ridiculous. You could watch people watching Gogglebox <laughs> and commenting on Gogglebox and then watch people watching people. Yeah, anyway, it would yeah. get out of hand. Like <clears throat> the, mirror, the mirror thing, isn't it, where it keeps going? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, uh, we've talked about our own phobias. Um, do you have any friends or family you're aware of that have any unusual phobias? I know a friend of mine who I was at university with, and I was really surprised about this when I saw him exposed to it. He has a phobia of pigeons. I don't know if it's all birds, but when we were walking along the street in London, if there were any kind of pigeons around, he would actively cross the road run away try and avoid them and i thought jesus he's in the wrong city <laughs> yeah i know i know but he doesn't live in london now actually i think he lives in leeds because i went to university in leeds with him again wrong city in fact <laughs> stay away from cities if he's got a thing about <laughs> pigeons yeah go somewhere else yeah yeah the but cities that's, are full of them. that's quite well it's not and i'm really unusual one i've heard of people having that phobia but it seems strange that people would be afraid of birds you know yeah it is an odd one what's that called oh i'm gonna have to try and find it now hang on Oh, i thought you were prepared to well there's one there is, i do have a friend who has a very uh to me is an odd uh, one but um yeah and i genuinely didn't know for the first few years of knowing him uh because uh, the, the there are sort of signs to it but never obvious ones hang on sorry he, just interrupt ornithophobia fear of birds ornithophobia yeah sorry or, or, yeah so, makes sense back to your friend um, yeah 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 so he's got a phobia of buttons ah uh, yeah i know so i've heard of some I, it might be you that told me about this that's why i've heard of it yeah possibly yeah so he's got a phobia of buttons and i didn't know until he was working at the theatre uh, with me and um, someone was paying him he was working on the bar and someone paid him with some money but they had a button in their pocket Yeah, and they put the change into his hand and he saw the button and just launched it at the guy's face up in the air literally just went mental wow. and I was like what the heck's going I'm not going to name him I mean he's, he's probably not listening and, but yeah uh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, Dude, what's going on? And he told, and then, and he sort of went through how every, all these items of clothing, none of them have buttons on. They never have had buttons on. And I was wow, like, yeah. it's weird. To, like, I have so many buttons on everything that I yeah, wear. Yeah, yeah. And then you just, I just suddenly don't, nothing he has has a button on. It's, it's it, a popper. He can just about deal with I was with, just going to say, like, is it a popper's button. okay? Because is it something to do with. It doesn't the, like them, but he can't deal with them because it's okay, not yeah. a button but m most things uh that he had are um zips or yeah um velcro lace, like tight <laughs> velcro yeah things like that is all right i don't know some uh, i don't know if it's claustrophobic he doesn't like velcro though the sound of shh, uh, okay, sends yeah. him a bit crazy but I, I mean he can be in a room with it you see to me a phobia is something that you literally can't physically be in the presence of yeah so yeah. like I, I can't stand spiders or anything to do with them, but if if there was one in the corner of the room now, I'd yeah. be like, oh, there's, there's a spider over there. But because it's not in my immediate yeah, yeah, vicinity, yeah. I'd be like, all right. Yeah. Uh, but part of me will always clock. Like, I'll always have a check he's still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then if he's moved before I've had time to get the spider catcher and get him out, that's the worst thing. That's the word when you see a spider like scuttle across your carpet or yeah. across something, and you go, Oh, I need to get that spider, and you go get the thing, and it's that gone. It, yeah, that is horrible. And now, yeah, yeah, now you know it's in the room, but you've yeah. got no idea where. My dad, I've and I, literally torn my living room apart trying to look <laughs> for a spider once. My dad and I were writing, doing some script writing one day, saw this spider run across in front of my fireplace, it went behind the TV, and we stopped. For 
about two hours trying to find where this spider went, lifting up the TV, sh- turning it off, taking it off the TV unit, lifting this other thing up. And we couldn't find Eventually, we found it and got rid of it. But it did hold up the whole day. But I'm not I'm a bit more fearful of it. Unlike if there was one in the corner of my room, it wouldn't bother me. But I would have to know where it was and be able to get rid of it before the end of the day or something. I couldn't, I couldn't just leave it there and say, Oh, I'll see what happens and it will go. If particularly if I'm going to sleep in a, in a bedroom and there's a spider in the corner, just because there's a chance. And there's that horrible fact, whether it's a myth or not, apparently people eat spiders in their sleep, don't they? And there's a certain, that's a myth. Yeah. Is it though? I don't, I don't, (laughs) Well, I don't, I don't think that. I don't think, I don't think big near. ones. I think little ones. It's possible, but who? I don't know. I don't want to think I about that. I don't think they go anywhere near. Well, actually, they do go near people. I have once, uh, when I was younger, and I was eating my breakfast, and a spider came down in front of my face, and it was obviously in my hair. Oh wow! And it had just come down, but it was just a little, a little spider. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, they, they do invoke a big fear yeah uh which yeah sort of surprised me as well surprised me uh, famous people who have um got certain phobias and okay, one, yeah there's a there's an actor who is apparently quite well known for three big actual phobias right one is clowns right like he's got a fear of clowns one is spiders and the other is ghosts. Now, given those three things, when I tell you the actor, would you have guessed it? Okay. Well, uh, I don't know. If I make you guess actors, we'll be here all day. Yeah, uh, yeah. But it, it's Johnny Depp. Okay, right. Now, all the films he does are pretty dark and pretty like... <laughs> yeah. It seems yeah. weird to me that he's scared of those things because his, his, the whole him and Tim Burton thing I see has been... Yeah, Quite yeah, gothic, yeah. spider loving kind of people. I always think it's um, weird when someone has a phobia of something that's kind of an abstract thing. Like, I get clowns and, um, you know, like spiders and stuff, but ghosts, it's like that. I don't, that's the thing that's, well, is it made up? Who knows? Who knows if ghosts are real? We haven't got evidence that they're actually real. Well, I suppose, actually, you're right. That does kind of fall into a Johnny Depp bracket because you kind of have to be of the opinion that they exist. Yeah, 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 sure. Whereas I'm not too sure I am. Here's another famous one that I think you'll get on with pretty well. Uh, right. Alfred Hitchcock. Do you know what his big fear was? Oh, Apparently right. quite a big famous phobia. Oh, right. Yeah, go on. He's got a phobia. Uh, I'll say it's overphobia. O v o p h o b i o. What I don't know. What is it? Something to do with eggs. It is. It's the fear of eggs. Wow. Okay. That's so you knew. What I, you knew what I was hinting at with you as well. <laughs> You're not a big fan of the eggs. But yeah, he. Um, yeah, people. It says here, uh, Alfred has got had a massive fear of eggs. People who worked with him claimed cracking an egg made him gag. Wow. Uh, and he once told a reporter, have you ever seen anything more revolting than an egg yolk breaking and splitting into its yellow liquid <laughs> and spilling its yellow liquid? He, he was just absolutely sickened by eggs. Okay. That I know was you're my, not a fan uh, of the whites. That or is my... it the yolks you don't eat? You know, you oh, don't eat the, the whites. the whites I hate. Although meringues are light. Um, it, that was my Latin training coming to help me then, because ovum in Latin is egg. So when you said oviophobia, I knew it was something to Ben's do with big brain. All right, yeah. then what's bata- botanophobia? Fear of plants. Yeah, Christina Ricci has this. She's got a fear of indoor plants. See, now that seems very unusual, very sort of bizarre thing to be afraid of. Speaking she says of- the idea of touching dirty houseplant actually feels like torture. <laughs> well, if have you got any more celebrities with phobias? Because I was no, gonna, I just I just saw those ones. So. I was going to move on to bizarre phobias that do actually exist, but um, when you think about it, when you think about it, you can understand why. But it's just bizarre that they are recognised as a phobia. One is arachibutyrophobia, which is nothing to do with spiders, but it's called arachibutyrophobia. 
it's the fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth. <laughs> who in the name of who? One who? Right. So uh, I suppose the question, how many people need to have this for it uh, to be a phobia? Yeah, that's a good like, Is question. one person being wigged out by it enough to be a phobia? Or does there have to be some sort of record of it? And fair enough, I can deal with it being one person. Yeah. But what plonker is sat there calling it that? <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, what yeah, what yeah, part yeah. of that title? Yeah. Uh, and, and this is probably another reason as well that irks me as to why phobias are a bit um, made fun of and a bit blasé with certain things. Because they, they literally call them things like this that are so unpronounceable and Yeah, that makes it seem ridiculous. almost stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes it sound made up. It makes it... It belittles the actual problem that someone has a mental issue yeah. with things that ordinarily people don't have a mental issue. Because weirdly, I get that one. That can be an unpleasant sensation. I mean, I like the taste of peanut butter, but if not even that, but something particularly thick and sticky like that if it sticks to the roof of your mouth it can cause an unpleasant sensation actually having an irrational fear of it seems a bit extreme but that's the whole thing with a phobia isn't it i mean that's the thing that it's important to appreciate some phobias it's interesting to learn about and amazing to find out they exist but we're not belittling the fact that they exist and some phobias can cause people huge problems in their lives and with the daily routine that they have to deal with, like claustrophobia or even agoraphobia, where you're afraid to go out and fear of open spaces and stuff like that. I had a, I've never really thought of myself as claustrophobic, but when we were doing that delivery job together and having to get in some small lifts and things, there were some lifts I really didn't want to get in and felt a bit uneasy about mm. getting in. But again, it must just be yeah. a fear. Not, it's more of a fear of being trapped, I think. You did it, though, didn't you? I did it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I recently had a little reunion with, with friends from university who I haven't spoken to in literally 20 years. And I, I, I was surprised to find out, because I did a drama course, so everyone who was doing the course was pretty much fairly outgoing. Um, and one of, the, one, of, one of the people who I went to uni with hasn't actually left her house in about seven years or something now. Wow. Um, because she, she physically can't, st- like, going outside gives her such anxiety. I yeah. don't think she's, like, scared of the space, which is, I think, what agoraphobia is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what it is. She just gets riddled with anxiety of being outside the safety, I suppose. Of, of, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and she's got two, I think two or three kids. I can't, I can't remember. Uh, there was two kids that I met during the chat that we were having. I don't know how many she has in total now. Um, but, yeah, she, she just stays at home. Like, wow, yeah. Uh, and it's bizarre because she was never like that when I... Uh, and it's weird to say there's anything wrong with that. If she's happy and, you know, she's not... Do you know what I mean? If yeah, it's a yeah. thing, it's just an odd <clears throat> change from the person that I knew... Um, it's weird uh, previously in, it's weird in these pandemic times to think there are some tiny minority of people that aren't bothered about lockdown then in that case <laughs> kind of it's just part of my life yeah, anyway. yeah. yeah. No, that's true I mean agoraphobia they've probably had the best year of their lives because <laughs> yeah. um, yeah. everyone's been in with them yeah 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 exactly uh, and I do wonder if the release of the lockdown would create more uh, yeah. agoraphobia. There might be people now who who uh, have mentally just become stable in in uh, staying in. Yeah, definitely. Or, or they're quite they're quite happy staying in. They're, they're more scared about. I, I I phrase that really badly, but do you know what I mean? There's people who've just been in lockdown for so long now. The idea of going out can become an anxiety in itself. Yeah, totally. And I therefore saw- create that agoraphobia. Yeah, they've become sort of institutionalised at home now, and it, yeah, you're right. That could be it. Could be a thing. Um, here's another very unusual phobia for you, but it, it's something. Well, it, again, it's happened to me. It's not a phobia, but I can remember the feeling of weirdness when this happened to me. But nomophobia, N O M O, nomophobia is the fear of uh, being without your mobile phone, yeah. and that is so i can remember taking mine to be repaired at an apple shop 
a few years ago and it wasn't fearful it wasn't obviously it's not even close to it being a phobia but i remember thinking right i'll just phone someone about this art because i had to walk around the shopping center for about an hour and a half while they were fixing something or changing the battery in my phone or whatever they were doing i was like oh i'll just phone that person oh, i can't oh well i'll look on facebook oh, i can't i'll do oh no everything i would do to pass time i can't do it's on the phone yeah yeah no yeah i had that in front of me as well because i read a thing here it's nomophobia can uh feel intense anxiety if they have no phone signal have run out of data or battery power or even if their phone is out of sight yeah and it's also backed up with there's a recent study showing that uh, many people under the age of 30 check their phone at least once every 10 minutes. So that's a minimum of 96 times a day. Wow. Yeah. Which that is... seems a lot. Yeah. It does. I don't, and we're both... I'm not under 30, but I probably do that. <laughs> well, I, I don't know about every 10 minutes. I can go long periods of time without doing it, but then... Yeah, I know. Usually when I message you, you suddenly... <laughs> You suddenly know where in sight. There we go. Yeah, yeah. But um, it is, and I've heard people say you should, it shouldn't be the last thing you look at before you go to sleep. You should do something else before you actually try and go to sleep. It shouldn't be the first thing you look at. It definitely is for me. My alarm's on my phone. I turn my phone alarm off and I'll instantly look at the news, look at sport news, look at Facebook before I even get out of bed. And when uh, I go... When I, I go... Don't, uh... No, you don't. When I go to bed late later at night, I'll I usually to help make me feel a bit more tired. I won't look at news or social media. I'll play a game on my phone or something that I know is a little bit sort of monotonous and will make me feel tired. Yeah, usually on a night, I do I do play a game. Yeah, I, I go from a, a well, I go I, I've just developed this habit of going to the toilet. So I go to the toilet. Before I go <laughs> hang on, hang on. You should have had that habit your whole life. If you've just developed it, what <laughs> no. have you been doing? <laughs> no, but before, but like, Lionel will get ready and go to bed. I will go to the toilet. And whether I actually need to go to the toilet or not, I just go and like, I just have five, 10 minutes to myself. <laughs> and I'll sit and play a game on my phone. Yeah, I'm yeah, addicted yeah. to this matching game on there. And Alana all the time, she goes, what are you doing? Like, How can you every night? And I'm like, to be honest... Uh, yeah, some of the time I just don't do anything. I just sit there in case I think I need we've to. all done that. People take their yeah. phones to the toilet now, and then because Haley does that to me, she's like, "I I don't spend very long in the toilet at all. How come you're in there ten minutes, fifteen minutes? I'm like, I'm not in there. I'm looking at my phone most of the time. Yeah, that is a bizarre thing that's only developed yeah. since phones came about. What else you got bizarre phobia wise? Um, I, I never even thought. Normally, I'm the one who goes. These are lists of different phobias. Well, I, don't, I think this is. I don't really understand how this would manifest itself because you wouldn't know any alternative unless you've ever been an astronaut. And I haven't looked at who's suffered from it, but barrowphobia, B A R O phobia, barrowphobia is the fear of gravity. <laughs> I thought. I don't really. I don't really understand that because everyone's subject to gravity and how can I say you'd be walking around in a perpetual state of anxiety, wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like I don't want to be forced into the earth like I am being great. It's so don't drop that. Stop. (laughs) Don't touch it. Yeah. Well Um, uh, here's one for you. I just can't say it. (laughs) (laughs) Which is which is the irony of all these things. Yeah. But there's one here. Which uh, I, I mean, I, like, which is here we go. I'll give it a go. I think I know what you might be able, might be about to try and say, but I. All right, if you can say it, then go for it. No, well, I don't think I can say it either. Has it got hippo oh. in it? Has it got some? In the yeah, yeah. In the middle of it. Oh, it okay. starts with hippo. Oh, I've forgotten. Just go for it. Do the best you can. We're all I can't, right. It's hippopotto monstrous. Mon- <laughs> yeah. Hippopotto monstrous equip monstrous quip hippo hippopotto monstroso sesquipedalophobia isn't it something isn't it something about fear of long letters or long long words, words yeah it's that's, the fear of long words that's the irony of it yeah but, the, but why is there an irony in it? 
Like well, that is clearly done. Like it doesn't need to be. This is what I mean about them. They, yeah, they yeah, take yeah. the mick out of the people with the well, phobia exactly, by that's sort doing of a piss this kind of crap. Making it that word, yeah, yeah. It's like a gag my dad used to do. He said, "Why is the uh, why is the word dyslexia so hard to spell?" <laughs> it's mm. a it's a bit like that. Hippopotamonstrosodes whatever quipadalophobia daliophobia. That is. Now here's one that I do have, as my fiance will tell you. Okay. Uh, again, if I can, if I'm pronouncing it right, I don't know. Caligin, caliginophobia. Okay. Or caliginophobia. What's that? C a l i g y n e phobia. Yep. Caliginophobia. Oh. It is the fear of beautiful women. <laughs> that what? Why? Because she terrifies the shit out of me, that's why. <laughs> oh, why does it exist? I don't, um, I don't know. And again, this is the reason I brought this one up is because this brings it up to one, how does it get categorized in, in, in that kind of way? How many people have, how many people admit to that? Not yeah. that it's an embarrassing thing, but it's yeah, an odd yeah, thing yeah. to say, I have a, it's an odd thing to say, you know. Beautiful women, I'm a bit I can't understand funny when be, I'm around. Like I can't speak intim- around them. Well, yeah, you yeah, could be intimidated. intimidated there, that's the word, yeah, that but, kind of thing. But to yeah. say I have a phobia of beautiful women yeah, yeah. is um I don't yeah. know. It's all it's it's like if, I mean beauty is uh, obviously in the eye of the beholder anyway, so it sure, might as well yeah, just say yeah, yeah. I have a fear of women. <laughs> That's a separate thing, isn't it? Gynophobia, I remember reading up on, is a fear of women. The same that... Oh, it's oh maybe that's what that is. Maybe that is caligynophobia then. Androphobia is the fear of men, and gynophobia or gynophobia is the fear of women. So uh, here's, a, here's a very unusual one that I don't imagine many people would suffer from. Plutophobia, fear of money. Well, I thought you were going to say fear of Pluto. <laughs> well, it says on this website, many people probably wish they had more money, but Plutophobia is a fear of money or wealth. People with this phobia may fear becoming wealthy themselves or have a fear of wealthy people. They generally dread money and having to deal with money. I do dread having to deal with money. Well, I don't no, have no. a fear of money. I just don't. I have a fear of no money. Yeah, that's exactly. That's, that's got to be more common, isn't it? Fear of not having money. So here's another thing that I found which is quite interesting. Yeah. Um, so uh, sometimes really phobias, usually the ones that I'm familiar with, are set up by some sort of traumatic event. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. So you have like like you with the spider. It was a traumatic event. When I, I don't know what happened to some kid with beautiful woman. <laughs> uh, something like that. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Or a long word and had a thing. But like, people have a fear of falling off high buildings or or sure, yeah. it's usually from experience. Uh, but there is a a sound basis here for um, there's a lot of scientific analysis that says that phobias can be passed down through DNA. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. So there is a kind of a thing here, um, and it sort of says it like that's uh, interesting. So so, I would have, I would have thought it was a more behavioural thing, and you you can pass on your irrational fears to your children by letting them see that you're afraid of something. So as they grow up, they can see. For it to actually be in DNA is quite incredible. Yeah, well, I'll read what it says. So it says. Um, uh, so sometimes a traumatic event can be caused. Uh, can cause one such as um, having fallen off a high ledge. Um, uh, They can also be learned like picking up a fear from listening to a parent swear they'll never fly again after a bad experience. So you can pick it up from your parents via them talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But what if you've never actually had a traumatic public um, speak? Oh, this is talking about public speaking as an example. Uh, But what if you've never had a, actually had a traumatic public speaking experience uh, but the very thought of public speaking still makes you struggle to catch uh, your breath yeah. where does this come from as crazy as it sounds experts say this could come down from a, an experience one of your ancestors had which has been passed down in your dna so if an ancestor has once been laughed off stage for example 
uh, and they've developed a, um, a public speaking phobia. Research suggests this could be passed down for generations to come. Wow. I don't know how they've researched that or where it comes from, but, yeah, there's, there, there is some evidence somewhere that suggests scientifically that a phobia can be passed down genetically uh, if it's sort of embedded as such but genetic like we do pick up things just naturally from our parents anyway with regards to uh how we act and do that that's probably as much dna as it is observing yeah. them them do things you know yeah I mean? yeah yeah sure yeah you don't always follow them exactly but you do tend to pick a lot of stuff up from them yeah uh, so yeah i did i did think that was quite interesting though yeah, that, I did not know that about the actual chance of it being passed down in DNA. That's pretty cool. Here is a phobia that it must be virtually impossible to live your life without or would certainly be incredibly debilitating. Optophobia, the fear of opening one's eyes. <clears throat> it's hard for an individual to carry out daily activities without opening their eyes. People with optophobia may prefer to stay indoors or in dimly lit areas. It's usually associated with a generalised anxiety disorder. And like many other phobias, it's usually the result of a traumatic incident. I guess if you'd had an eye injury or something, then I could see how that could develop. But that is yeah. crazy. Or if like the sunlight's burnt your eyes a little bit or something. Like, I mean, to be fair, anything that is legitimately classified as a phobia must have stemmed from something. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they're all just like made up because who's got the time to sit and do that? Really? I've I've seen people be afraid of this as well. Actually, I could have developed this because of an incident that occurred that I'll share with you. Globophobia, fear of balloons. Um, and uh, again, yeah, it could be a texture thing, squeaky thing, or whatever. But I or can the popping, remember the, the fact that yeah, they could pop. I remember being a kid blowing up a balloon that I didn't realize had a tiny hole in the neck of it. And I got it to quite big and it just blew up in my face. But I that hasn't really affected me later on in life. I've still become... <laughs> <I'm> sorry. Here's <laughs> <laughs> a phobia about some of them didn't give me a phobia. <laughs> yep, I'll um, tell that. What about treatment for me. these things? So people say like things like they have like CBT, so they've got like the behavioural therapy, there's like exposure yep. therapy. Would anything like that... So. Although you say about the putting a spider on your face would, would drive you mental, is there not a part of you that thinks exposure therapy might work and you just being in a big room of spiders well, might make I, you think, I've done, oh, I'm, I'm right with this? I've not had nightmares of it, but I've thought if ever I was put into like a cellar or something that was just full of spiders, how would you cope? What would you do? And I was like, I'd literally imagine myself passing out. I don't know what would happen. But then I've seen things on, they used to do it on, um, what was it, like Richard and Judy, I remember. They'd have a team of psychiatrists and mental health people or whatever, and they'd bring someone on. Who for Richard. <laughs> yeah, they'd bring someone on and a terrible fear of spiders. And they'd go, right, they're going to go off with Alan and Rachel out the back now and then come back in an hour. And then they'd come back and be holding a spider and go, oh, yeah, it's all right, isn't it? And... And it's so that has weird. To be, I don't remember that, but it has to be fake. <laughs> well, it could well be. Who knows? But I don't think you could fix something like that in an hour. I don't want to be... that. I don't feel that strongly about it. If someone offered me, said this would normally cost £1,000 and I'm giving you this course for free and you can have your phobia of spiders cured, whether, I have, whether it is a fear or a phobia, I don't know. But... I'm kind of like, I'm okay with it as it is. If I see a spider, I can get it under a glass and get rid of it. I don't want to touch one. I will actively recoil if it goes anywhere near me. I will run away from it. A bloke once chased me around a backstage venue um, with a dead spider and I constantly ran away from it. And he's like, it's dead. It's not going to do anything to you. And I just kept running away from him. I, I kind of don't... Yeah, want there is to... that. I suppose it depends on the... Like, if it doesn't affect your life too much, then you, you'd live yeah. with it, wouldn't you? But, yeah, people with phobias that are debilitating and they can't live a normal life as a result of it, I, I guess if it's an option, why not see if it can be cured? You know, certainly. Um, I think that's got to be worth looking at. Yeah, I was just trying to think if there's anything in my head that's not 
Um, I mean, I'm I'm not great with uh, things like blood. People who who pass out the sight of blood. Yeah. Be, uh, I once did yeah. some extra work on the Holby City. I, about 15 years ago, and it Patsy Kensit was in the scene, and it was her first ever appearance in Holby City. And she was a surgeon, or she was supposed to be a newly trained surgeon coming into an operation. There was a sorry, broken... mate. I was uh, I was just picking up that name you dropped. <laughs> and um, this bloke was supposed to be having open heart surgery or something, so he had an open chest wound on this dummy. And she was supposed to look in and it was supposed to, blood was supposed to squirt in her face. And I remember thinking, because they had this clever thing organised where the actor was lying at an angle and then the dummy body was horizontal. So they were actually, you could see their head and it was a real head and then with prosthetics and this, whenever they'd created this dummy. But um, I remember looking at the, the prosthetic and thinking, that is really realistic. That is absolutely horrible. But it must have been I knew it was fake. You know, if I actually saw that and it was a real thing, I think I'd find it very horrible. But I've never been sort of overly squeamish at looking at other people's bodies or injuries or things like that. If it's my own, I don't want to look at it. But if it's other people, I think I can cope with it. Well, I, yeah, I'd struggle. I think I'd struggle. And, and to be honest, I, I'm fascinated with true crime stuff. I, yeah. I, I love the true crime. I'd love, love if I could redo my life over again, given how bad the acting turned out. <laughs> I'd do something like forensic. Oh, right. uh, and yeah. Things yeah. like that. But I'd just, I'd, I'd genuinely love to do it. But the idea of seeing like a dead body. Yeah, freaks me the heck out. Like I'm not sure I could do it. Yeah, right. Especially one that's been dismembered, or even not even a dead, not even like a murder. If there's like a car accident that you have to attend, and someone's yeah, 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 shin bones gone through the back of their head or something, and you just, I just don't think I'd be equipped for that. Yeah. To be honest, yeah, now that. But that... again, it goes back to the exposure therapy. When you're training, and you you'd have to look at all this and do all this, and yeah, become probably. I mean, the police must be so accustomed to seeing this stuff, gunshots and all that kind of jazz. Yeah, and yeah, knife yeah. Crime, that they've probably just, it's nothing to them now. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, I bet when they started. Yeah, was... paramedics and stuff as well. You know, you first responders to car accidents, you must see some horrendous stuff. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> unfortunately, we've got to start bringing this podcast to a close. I think it's important to say... We do appreciate if you're tuning into this, maybe you do have a phobia. Maybe we've talked about it. So apologies if we've uh, exposed you to something you find sort of a bit uncomfortable or worrying to deal with. And we do recognise this could be listened to people, listened to by people who have um, issues with mental health or overcoming issues with mental health. And it can be a difficult thing to talk about. But like Martin said earlier on, we weren't going to sort of belittle it or make fun of any phobias. There are some obviously particularly rare ones and strangely named ones, but um, there are places you can go for help if you're affected by anything. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We, yeah, we're doing, we've tried not to be too OTT as we we usually uh, uh, attack things. And I don't know if that's us being soft-footed or not, but for the first foray into phobias, I'm not saying we won't come back to it and, and uh, delve deeper. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, any thoughts again on the Twitter at few thoughts. And if you're still liking the show, a nice little review wouldn't go amiss. Yeah. And um, yeah, come back and see us again next week. What? Well, don't see us. Listen to us. Don't come to my house. You're not allowed. <laughs> COVID still is in place. Good point. What, what, we, what are we talking about next week, Benjamin? You well, picked this week. You threw phobias at me. Yes, I did. Well, you're letting me pick next week as well. I, I need to be generous and let you pick the one after that then. In that case, well, um, I'd like to go back to the wonderful world of foodstuffs. Early on in our podcast career, we talked about biscuits and oh, I think yes. it led me to a certain conversation where I ended up thinking about my favourite crisps. I think we can get an hour's podcast out of talking about types of crisps. Maybe we even have to choose between us a top five somehow, you know. Yes, I do remember. Now. I knew we briefly chatted about it before pressing record. I couldn't remember what it was, which is why I let you lead with it. <laughs> uh, I do question whether we can get an hour out of it, but I'm perfectly <laughs> willing to try. 
that's what we'll be dealing with next week. If you've got any issues and you're um, struggling with something, there's the Mind, the mental health charity you can search for online and contact. Um, like Martin said, do look us up on Such Twitter. Leave us a review. And uh, we'll be back again at the same time next week. Thanks so much for listening. And from myself, Ben Simmons, and my ever-wonderful colleague... Me, Martin Hill. It's bye for now. Join us again soon. Bye-bye. Bye.